to another episode of the 10th and L podcast brought to you by True North Church in Anchorage, Alaska. My name is Philip Coleman and I'm joined today by Tom Carlson. Tom, how's it going? It's going well. It's sunny outside and 70 degrees, so it's awesome. Yeah, hard to argue with. We've had what we call a bluebird day in Anchorage today. Really, really pretty. Well, if you're listening, I want to let you know that last week's episode we dealt with... um, Well, I had the opportunity actually to interview Mike Ottenweller, who is our currently our only, our most recent um, elder candidate. Mike and his wife Karen have undergone some examination by our elders, and uh, just a couple of days ago, at the time of this recording, we were able to let the church know about Mike's candidacy publicly uh, so that people can ask him questions and get to know his family better. And so Mike and I took about 40 minutes to talk about his life story, where he comes from, how he found Jesus, how he found Karen. Uh, and how they wound up here in Alaska. And then we spent the back half of that conversation discussing the eldership boarding process at True North as it pertains to Mike specifically. So I would encourage you to take some time, listen to that one. Uh, Today, I'll be talking with Tom. Tom is a member of our vision implementation team. And so uh, he'll be giving us an update on what has happened so far. We're going to talk a little bit about the structure of the team, the processes, the functions, things like that and try to make it as attainable as possible for you, the listener, to participate in uh, the vision of True North Church, and especially as we're shaping and deciding where we're going to be putting funds and and who's going to be put on what team and what sort of ministries we're going to um, hitch to our wagon or hitch our wagon to for uh, the foreseeable future. So, Tom, let's just start with who's on the team. We've talked about this a couple different times from the stage. We have a video online introducing the team, but very likely some of our listeners today won't know all of the individual members. So if you don't mind, just sort of list through who those folks are for us. Sure, absolutely. So there's a total of six um, covenant members that are on the uh, vision implementation team. Um, And we also have Philip, uh, you're also there with us um, Mm -hmm. as we meet. Um, We have a kind of a diverse uh, group um, of members with us, which I find really uh, benefits us as a group. Yeah, yeah. Um, enables us really have good conversations. Um, those that have seen other churches, things that have they've done well, uh, and then things that um, we would like to bring over um, to our our team as well. So, um, Audrey Preston uh, is on our team. Vivica Carr, Kyle Markle, and then we also have Caitlin Smith and Hannah Griffing. Um, so that comprises uh, of those six members, including myself. And then, uh, as I said, Philip, uh, you're on the team with us. Um, Really, really strong group uh, of members. Yeah, and I'll give you some insight. I think you know this, Tom, uh, but for the listener, you know, when we began talking about vision a year ago now, it was really July when our of 2020 when our elders began processing, is this a good idea? Is now the right time? In some ways, it seemed like now was the perfect time to do it. In other ways, obviously, as you're living through a pandemic and you have no idea when it's going to end, we thought... Is it possible to get the church excited about a bunch of changes? And then we can't do anything about any of them. And so uh, early on, we had decided that we didn't want the vision of the church to come only from the elders. We didn't want to just kind of force a new uh, framework onto the congregation and then expect them to sort of blindly accept that and follow it. That's not the way we do leadership here. It's not That would not be positive from our perspective. And so we wanted to build a team. And I tried to mention as often as I could in January of 2021, when we preached through the new vision in detail, that we wanted individual people who felt a prompting or some kind of draw from the Spirit of God to be willing to participate. If they would just just put your name in the hat, is what we said, and we'll vet you, we'll train you, we'll make sure you're ready. 
And so uniquely, probably this doesn't totally apply to Audrey or Vivica, but for you, Tom, and Kyle and Caitlin and Hannah, I believe I can say this truthfully, I don't think any of you guys had any prior experience in what we might call church leadership and really being handed the reins of the future of a congregation and then being trusted to be responsible with that authority. Does that sound right to you? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know, especially for myself, um, not being in any uh, church leadership like that, I and even in when we were submitting our applications, I even had said, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to be leading out front. I don't really know, you know, uh, I haven't really experienced a lot of other uh, churches so mm-hmm. um, and been on the leadership team. So I'm really going to be in the background just listening, soaking it all in. And, and that has really been a blessing itself to learn and to listen. Um, and, and then also uh, provide some input of what what does maybe the new kid on the block think or or some things like that? Yeah, and it's been cool to me initially. I you know there's there may be some more mature believers who are thinking, wait a second, the people who are steering the church have no experience. What we all had experience in was following Jesus, absolutely. And so that to me was what we needed to have collectively, both to bind us together and to keep us on the rails of whatever God was going to do. But I think it's been a strength of our team to not be married to our own favorite pet ministries. I can't think of a single time when any team member, even Audrey and Vivica, who have had a little bit of experience in the past with church leadership, none of the six of you, and I've tried very hard myself to keep to this rule as well, have said, hey, when we get to this principle, I have six ideas and we have to do them all. Or if you guys really cared about your Christianity, you would do this, this, and this. It's been very robust, open conversation. Everybody's making positive recommendations of what we could be doing. It's been very little at all of dismissing ideas or getting rid of things. And we know that that time is coming, right? We have to trim all of this down eventually and create something that's functional. But in sort of the brainstorming dreaming stage that we're in now, I've been so proud of the team members for stepping up and speaking up and not coming at that from a position of immaturity or inexperience, but of humility that comes from being Absolutely. inexperienced, right? They're connected to each other, but we don't just, to, to put it bluntly, it doesn't feel like we have a team of seven bumbling idiots in a room, you know, just falling all over each other. Things have been very clear, very concise, very effective so far. So let's talk about what the team actually does, Tom, if you don't mind me asking you again here. Um, what would you say are kind of the basic functions? Do, how often do we get together? What do we do? What are our goals? Any of that would be great to hear. Sure, absolutely. So um, the long picture, uh, as Philip had mentioned earlier, that uh, Philip um, had preached in January of 21, um, the principles, mm-hmm. um, had, and that was a detail uh, each week. Um, he, had, he had gone in-depth about them uh, for six weeks, uh, seven weeks, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and then um, earlier uh, in 21, uh, we had started uh, going in depth, um, and we've been meeting twice a week. And so that's the trajectory for uh, the rest of 2021 is to meet twice a month. Twice mean. a month, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Um, to meet uh, twice a, twice a week, twice a month, excuse me. Um, and we meet as a vision implementation team uh, once, uh, one time. And then the second time uh, that month is an open forum. Um, so it's an uh, entire congregation uh, mm-hmm. can attend and can listen in. And, and really, it's, that's where it's uh, the congregation's time to, uh, for us as a vision team to hear what the congregation has to say, yeah. uh, things on their mind, things on their heart, uh, their focus areas, uh, and their ministries and their ideas. Yeah. So we try in our, I think we meet like the third week of the month uh, internally only over Zoom, and we try to discuss both the previous month's 
forum, like the recommendations that were made in the previous forum. And then we try to prime the pump a little bit if we can, just to get unified on what we're looking for for the current, the coming months forum. So for instance, it's June at the very, it's the last day of June at the time of this recording. Uh, we met last Sunday, two Sundays ago. I can't yep. remember how long it was. Yep. Anyway, and we worked through the recommendations that were made in the May forum. No, in the June forum, the first week of June. Correct. That was the first half of our meeting. The second half of our meeting, we looked ahead to the July in-person forum and Correct. began to create expectations. So if that sounds a little complicated, it is. We have it written on paper. I promise that the way that we do it is a little more orderly maybe than I made that sound. But I think it's helped us, and Tom, you can speak to this if you want to. From my perspective, it's helped us to talk about more than one principle every time we're together to remember that these things are very interconnected, and there's a ton of overlap. Absolutely. Almost every ministry a church member has recommended fits into more than one category, yes? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. So that's basically the format. We want you to know that, church, because we want you to be aware that we are taking your recommendations very seriously and doing our best to work through them internally and give them time to <clears throat> become maybe a little more robust for our team to tinker with and work with them to make sure they fit the life of the church. But also, anytime we sit in one of those forums, we're coming into that prepared. We've prayed about it, thought about it. We've tried to define terms together, again, to make sure that we are as unified as possible. For sure. So, um, Philip, back in January, what can you just touch on? What are the uh, what is the vision of True North Church, and then what are the what are the rings that we were mentioning earlier? Yeah, happy to. So, the vision of our church is, if we were going to summarize it at its simplest form, we say at True North Church, it's all about Jesus, and that's the most important thing. The other six principles that work out of that idea are good, but they're really just in place to help us figure out how to keep it all about Jesus. Uh, it being all about Jesus is the main concept. We want every ministry of the church. We want life groups. We want our Sunday gathering. We want this podcast, our online presence. Anything that we produce, we want to really be what we would say Christocentric, about Christ, about Jesus. So that's the, the core principle. And then the other six things that I'll explain play out of that and come out of that. So if it's all about Jesus, we might consider that to be the core uh, circle, if we're visualizing this. There's a circle in the middle, and it just says it's all about Jesus. Outside of that circle is a ring that encompasses the entirety of the outside of that inner, inner circle, and in that ring, there are three principles that work together, and we call these the inward-facing or internal principles of ministry at True North. What we mean by that is when we live out these three ideas, we're probably across the table from another Christian as we do these things. And so those those principles are, uh, in summary, belonging, beholding, and becoming, but we have a more kind of lengthy term that we use for each one. We say we belong to Jesus and to each other. And so that's a principle that includes our global church membership, that includes our local church membership, that includes our life group membership as well, we understand that none of those things work if we don't first belong to Jesus. And so membership in our church is restricted to those who belong to Christ first. And that's not because we want to be mean to them or keep them outside of something, but we can't really put our stamp of approval on a person whom is not currently connected to Jesus on their own. And so, again, if it's all about Jesus, then we belong to him. And then as a result of belonging to him, we belong to each other. That's the first principle in that external, in that ring outside of everything being about Jesus. And then we say, we behold Jesus. We behold him high and lifted up. This is worship for us. And worship is not just singing. It's a lifestyle. It's a posture of our hearts. And it's a lot of other stuff we do with our hands and our feet to try to be in sync with Jesus and to show him and the people around us how much we value him. 
And then finally, the third principle that exists in that, that inner ring is that we want to become like Jesus. And we want to do that specifically in thought and in deed. So the way that we look at the world, the way that we process through things, good things, bad things, those need to, to over time, grow to become more like Christ. And then the way that we live out our faith, not just how we perceive things or process them internally, but what do we do with our money? How do we raise our kids? Um, what do we, how do we manage our household? What's the structure of authority in our home? Those things are derivative of the person and the work of Jesus Christ. So again, we've only made it through really three of these principles, but maybe you can see how belonging to Jesus, beholding him, becoming like him, these things happen across from other Christians. These are probably things you're going to mostly work out in a life group, in a Bible study setting, on a Sunday morning. So then we have a final, a third ring outside of that one. So we have, it's all about Jesus in the middle. Then the ring around that facing in is the three B words, belong, behold, become. And then the outer ring is sharing, showing, and shaping. And these are what we call external principles of ministry. These are things you are probably going to do across the table from a non-Christian more often than not. And so if we're if there's a system of logic to this, if it's all about Jesus first, and then as a result of it all being about Jesus, we belong and we behold and we become, we feel that, that it's those categories in which we are fit to do the external three ministries. We share the gospel explicitly, we show mercy to our neighbors, and we shape our community with hope because we belong to Jesus and each other, because we've beheld, we've seen Jesus high and lifted up. That's why we can share him. We're able to shape our community because we've become like Jesus. All of these principles begin to interact with each other and overlap with each other. And so that's the vision, that at True North, it's all about Jesus, and as a result, we belong to Jesus and each other. We behold Jesus high and lifted up. We become like him in thought and deed. We share the gospel explicitly, his story. We show mercy to our neighbors because he's shown mercy to us. And we shape our community not with money, not with influence, not with power, but with hope. Hope that outlives and outlasts any of the human idols that our culture and society want us to bow down to. So that's my best answer. Tom, let me throw the ball back to you here. Of those six uh, parts of the vision, not necessarily it's all about Jesus, but the three B words and the three S words, of those six together, which are you most excited about? And then just unpack that for us a little bit. Why are you excited about it? And maybe even as we've discussed internally as a team, what are some ideas that we have about how that could flesh itself out? Absolutely. Um, thanks for going in depth uh, about each of those. The one that really speaks to me and I'm, I'm most excited about is uh, we become like Jesus in thought and deed. And, and the reason that is, is uh, I'm, I'm a relatively young um, believer. Um, I, I came to truly know Christ uh, about three and a half years ago now. Um, and, and that was through uh, discipleship and through uh, fellowship with a, a, a man who, a good friend of mine, um, and through him discipling me, uh, I, I, I have come to know Christ for who Christ is and not for not for what society has said he is, not for what um, uh, other I thought believers had said he is, but for actually what is in Scripture um, mm-hmm. and what 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 God actually is. So for me, uh, I'm most excited, and that's actually the one coming up um, here pretty soon. Yeah, um, that one's coming up on July 11th, uh, the Open Forum. Um, so I'm really excited to to about that one personally, and then I think also where we are as a church, uh, discipleship of others, I think is something that. Um, we, we meet on a, on a weekly basis, um, in fellowship, um, 
um, and, and I think we can include our discipling of others in that weekly meetings mm-hmm. uh, that we do in life group. Um, so that's what I'm really, really excited about coming up. And then I think we also already have the platform and the ability to have that fellowship and discipleship with others. And that's what I'm really, really excited to hear the congregation talk about. Yeah, I think that um, even larger than just the <clears throat> the work that the vision team is doing, which is very important, um, we're we're beginning to get close to the next chapter of the life of our church. It feels like we have uh, really solidified the eldership process. We are working hard internally on uh, being able to present some deacon candidates who understand what it means to be a deacon and are excited to do that work. Uh, We're really kind of reforming and fitting our covenant statement. The new vision is helping us understand some sustainable principles for ministry for the next five or ten years. And for me personally, as I've spent more and more time with younger people who come from a Christian background and who maybe have good theology in place, they understand uh, the doctrines of the church, the reasons why the church has to take certain positions on certain things based on the Bible, the deficit that I find in many young believers is that they don't actually know how to live the Bible. They've been discipled really well on what to remove from their life because they're following Jesus. But I think a lot of modern Christians don't know that much about the the historical precedent in Orthodox Christianity for 2,000 years of adding specific practices into our day-to-day lives in order to stay close to Jesus, to look like him, to be changed, really to live out these six principles, to belong and behold and become and share and show and shape really well. We need to be adding practices, and not just to check boxes, to mm. prove to ourselves or God or other people that we're good. But in order to be transformed, that's the idea. When the Apostle Paul talks about the Christian life, one of the times he does that, he compares it to running a race and being an athlete. And he discusses how an athlete is willing to train themselves specific ways for a long amount of time and and probably undergo some pain even in that process Mm -hmm. in order to be able to perform and run the race really well. Well, that performance isn't about winning some kind of silly trophy, but it's because we want to live with excellence. We believe that Jesus gave his life for us and that if we're going to demonstrate the love of Christ to other people, it's probably going to require us to be different than we were when we initially met Jesus, when all we had were negatives in our life and we needed to be given a lot by God. We want to grow into people who have something to give away Mm. as well. And that's not to mention the role that technology and electronic devices play in our lives, how we carry around the whole world in our pocket. We're constantly being barraged by uh, bad ideas, bad theology, bad perspectives from the world, idols of our culture. And so we're going to begin working through some of that stuff, not just at the behest of the vision team, but I think that's the next chapter of the life of our church as well. So mm-hmm. starting mid-2022, this is not necessarily what this conversation is going to get into in, in detail today, but I'll just tell you who are listening, beginning mid-2022, we're going to start working through some of these practices of Jesus, things that Jesus did, unpacking why he did them and how we can apply those things to our lives God willing, to further transform, to grow more and more into the image of Christ. So, Tom, talking about how the forums function and the way that the team is meeting ever so often, um, you know, we've tried hard as a vision implementation team to clearly communicate the ways that church members can participate. But I bet there's at least one person listening to this podcast who still is wondering, Am I supposed to be a part of this? Do I need to write something down to let the team know that I have an idea? Is there a page of the website I could go to? Should I just ambush a team member on a Sunday with all of my bad Christian ideas? How does this work? What is the what is the uh, best way for a normal church member to let you and the other five members of the team know if they have an idea or a question or they just want an update? 
Absolutely. Well, I think first and foremost, uh, understanding when the open forums are, I think that'll be the best opportunity as a congregation to hear all of the different ideas. Um, so those open forums are, are coming up, but we have one, one a month on uh, the open forums. So July 11th, um, we'll be touching on uh, becoming uh, like Jesus. And then August 8th will be the next one. And that one will be, uh, we share the gospel. Hmm. September 5th will be uh, share I'm sorry, excuse me, show, and then shape will be October 3rd. So those open forums are, are, are first and foremost, a great opportunity. Um, however, waiting to, for those uh, forums is not needed um, because what we can do is you can, of course, uh, grab a one of the one of the VIP members, uh, any seven of us, and, and we'd love to sit down, have a cup, cup of coffee, uh, have a discussion with you, uh, and just understand where you're coming from, the, the ministry idea that you have and your thought. Um, perhaps it's already been discussed, um, and, and even if we've already touched on a few of the other previous ones in the past, doesn't mean that we can't bring them up in the future. So right. um, absolutely can be touched on uh, throughout uh, this entire time. Uh, and then there's also online sub- uh, submissions as well. Okay. So I think for people that want to get involved but maybe can't make it to a forum, the website is, it's our church website, truenorthalaska.com. And then I think it's just a forward slash V-I-T. We try to keep it really simple. Uh, I think initially that website was slash vision implementation, which was too much to type. And so uh, I think we've we've dumbed it down, if you will, to VIT. I think Tom's looking that up now to let me know if that's working or not. I'm, I'm trying to. We'll, we'll uh, <laughs> let it think here for a second. Cool. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple of things that have come out of the conversations that we've had regarding these different principles and some of the direction that we're beginning to see solidify and coalesce for the future of our church um, in our initial discussion on belonging, this was the first principle that we tackled back in April, May? Yeah, May, I think, mid-May. Um, some of the things that we talked about were uh, embracing diversity, not ever wanting to slip into what we might call tokenism, where we're specifically going after people of a different ethnicity than us just to make ourselves feel better or to prove you know, people who would argue that we're too homogenous, we want to prove them wrong, so we might just do that in a way that's not healthy or helpful. Um, but I think that some of the good discussion that's come out of that is is how can we make True North more approachable and an easier place for people to connect? We, we won't compromise our standards for membership. We feel that those are derived from Scripture and therefore are good and right. But short of membership, for those that are just attending, for those that are new and don't know about our church, are we doing everything we can do to help facilitate connection for those people? And so we had a really good discussion about how to do that. As our deacons solidify further, we may find that a couple of our deacons can play an important role in helping getting people connected on a Sunday morning. Uh, We certainly know if you're new to the church and you felt like the connect table is kind of a hectic time and place to get connected to new people to the church and get information, it can be. It's more of a resource table, but we feel that it's good to do it. And so we've heard some of those concerns, and we're trying to move that direction to to address some of those things. Uh, Specifically, when it comes to belonging, one of our team members received a recommendation that we consider sign language. Uh, that it's very hard in our city for people who are unable to hear to participate in worship. And so we are already beginning to work on finding some sign language interpreters, getting Mm -hmm. a setup going in the sanctuary to make that accessible without it being overly distracting, uh, and maybe even being able to use a picture-in-picture setup on our live stream so that those who are at home would also be able to participate if they are unable to hear. It looks like you may have uh, solved the website. I am. Yeah, Yeah. you're absolutely right, Philip. It's truenorthalaska.com slash vit. And then there's also uh, an email address, vision 
at truenorthalaska.com. Um, so any questions or comments uh, can be blasted to that. Uh, and we're, we're tracking those. Um, and, and we're really thankful. We've had a few uh, email submissions. That's right. Uh, really, really thankful for that. Um, and then if you go to the uh, website, um, this is where the forum is, the online forum. And, and it's just got some uh, great questions on here um, and a good you know, email address that you can, we can reach you back out. Um, so really, really good and easy. It's about five or six um, things to fill out. Mm-hmm. And then just hit the submit button and, and uh, we'll be in contact with you uh, really, really shortly. That's great. Thank you, Tom. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to mention was coming out of our discussion on um, beholding worship. You know, I think sometimes we feel that this is just Tyler Wolf's responsibility. And as long as he's handling it, the rest of us just show up and, and participate or mm-hmm. consume almost. Uh, but we want to broaden our understanding of what, if worship is truly a lifestyle, then it ought to affect more than, you know, 25 minutes on a Sunday morning when we're standing in, you know, in, in the sanctuary here at 10th and L. So we discussed things like silent retreats, potentially retreats that are oriented around worship, um, about uh, other ways in the Christian tradition that people have worshipped that haven't involved necessarily music or singing with instruments. We've talked about fasting a little bit, um, incorporating fasting into daily life or encouraging life groups to go through some targeted fasts and prayer seasons uh, for the sake of their members or for the sake of maybe even if they need to multiply, figuring out who's going to go with what group. We think that fasting is a way to sort of clear the air between us and God, not so God can hear us better. He's always listening, but so that we can sense him better. And like I mentioned earlier, when it comes to becoming specifically, we've got some really exciting stuff coming that's going to be uh, all church level stuff that it will affect everybody. Uh, we heard some recommendations about uh, expanding our openness to more creativity in worship mm-hmm. as well. You yeah. know, are there other ways to express yourself in worship corporately that are not just singing? And for some of you hearing that, that might raise your hackles a little bit. But trust me when I say that all this conversation is happening nested under the authority of our elders who Absolutely. fall under the authority of Scripture. Absolutely. We're not going to try to add anything in for that's sure. extra biblical at all. But this is the right time for church members to be able to ask questions like that and to not be dismissed, but to yeah. get a good answer, I think. Um, and then even you know, coming up on this becoming discussion that we're going to be having very soon, um, there were a few points that stuck out a couple of weeks ago that we talked about where uh, we want to make sure that formation is important to our people, that they understand that becoming like Christ is not just learning more information, that's an mm-hmm. element, uh, but that it is changing our lifestyles, our perspectives, it's confession, it's repentance. Um, and then I was able to share some information with the congregation, or excuse me, not with the congregation, with the vision team about some hopes that we have for a systematic discipleship plan, for some classes, some teaching, ways yeah. for people to work their way through some courses and then hopefully turn around and be able to help teach those courses to other people along the way. Yeah, very, very exciting to hear um, all that's coming up in the in the life of the church. Um, and that's one thing that um, is is uh, exciting to think about. You know, all these things are for the future, mm-hmm. and what and what the Lord has for for our congregation and church, and and where we are now. Maybe you know we may be in a different whether it's a physical location or a different places congregation in a few years, but that's okay because we can adjust. And, yeah. and and I think that's one of the beauties of of having a. Um, uh, these type of uh, fo- open forums and discussions yeah. is is that they're fluid. Um, but the intent of the the vision implementation team is that at the end of this year, end of 2021, we will submit a list of ministries to the congregation 
Um, and at the at the covenant member uh, business discussions, um, those will be discussed and, and presented to the whole congregation for their um, whether there's a monetary commitment to a ministry or whether there's a um, a monthly or or weekly um, a commitment, whatever that looks like. Those that'll be discussed at the end of the year once we compile all those uh, throughout this year. So very very exciting. Yeah, and we're hoping to have the vision implementation team working alongside the finance committee so that we can present a budget that accounts for some of those ministries. So Absolutely. you were talking about a business discussion. That will happen on November the 7th, which is a Sunday. We'll do that after church, and we'll talk through a lot of these things. And then based on that discussion, which will edit some of the recommendations that the vision implementation team has made, we'll be getting together with the finance team to build a budget that's reflective of those ministry initiatives. And we'll probably have to build two or three versions of that budget where we scale the finances at different levels based on what the church is comfortable with. And then ultimately, church, just like you voted to embrace the new vision by embracing some new categories in the budget in December of 2020, coming into 2022, we'll do the same thing at the meeting that we have in December of 2021. So we'll talk about those things, discuss them, pray over them, and then, God willing, move into the future united and really excited about being able to not just grow together, not just know God's word really well, not just be in community, but get after our city, really aggressively go after the people in our community who don't have a place to fit, who don't know Jesus, who need help, who need love. That's the point of all of this. So, Tom, I appreciate your time this afternoon. Absolutely. And uh, church, as we always tell you, if you have further questions, if you'd like to see us pick this conversation back up and, and take it to the next level, uh, we're happy to do that. This is not the last time you'll hear from a member of the Vision Implementation Team. We're planning to do this at least two more times between now and December the 2nd when we have our vote. We'll probably also have at least one member from the team back on in early January to talk about what's been voted on and the direction that we need to go, and we'll begin asking you, the average church member, to get involved in some of these ministries and figure out where God may be leading you specifically within the vision that God has given to the whole church. But if you have questions, recommendations, concerns, ideas for new podcast episodes, you can always email us at info, I-N-F-O, at truenorthalaska.com. If you'll use uh, podcast questions in the subject line of that email, that'll help us get to that email a little bit sooner. And as always, church, we love you. We are here for you. And we hope this has been an encouragement. We'll see you soon.